the bridge of the enterprise was America. Well, those of you who've been watching for a long time can tell from the uh, Gorn captain in the background here that this studio that I finally had a chance to decorate the way I wanted to is essentially a museum of Star Trek here. You got, uh, you got, a, got a uniform there. You got the, you know, the Starfleet thing there. Uh, Star Trek had a profound effect on my life, continues to have a profound effect on my life. Uh, captain Kirk is a role model for me. Mr. Spock is a cultural icon. But just a few days ago, we lost what I think is probably the most important member of the Star Trek uh, cast of all the different versions of Star Trek that have ever happened. I think you could make a pretty strong case that Michelle Nichols was the most culturally important of all of them. Uh, she died just a few days ago. I think it was July 30th at age 39, because you never, ever discuss the age of a lady. And if Michelle Nichols was anything, it was a lady. Uh I'll get into the actual social impact of it in a minute here, uh, Steve, but I think that's really the first uh, impulse I have when, when thinking about uh, Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. Lieutenant Uhura, by the way, is a, is a feminized version of the word Uhuru, which means freedom. Gene Roddenberry picked that word uh, quite intentionally. So uh, so Lieutenant Freedom, the communications officer on board the uh, USS Enterprise, was a lady for certainly as long as I ever knew uh, Lieutenant Uhura. And, and Steve, the thing I think is so remarkable about her is that uh, is that Nichelle Nichols was able to portray that character as a very strong character who didn't take any crap off of anybody in the alternate universe and mirror, mirror, uh, oh, soon, yeah. you know, puts a move on her. You want to talk about an alternate universe, but she just pulls <laughs> out that dagger and it's like, she's not going to have any of it. But really the thing I remember the most about her was that she was, she was strong and she was tough, but she was never mean and she was never masculine. She was simply elegant. That's the word that keeps coming to mind when I think about uh, Nichelle Nichols. Elegant, uh, attractive, and the word that comes to my mind, Bill, is unflappable. You know, you could see you, uh, you could see emotion get the better part of Kirk. Uh, it even happened to Spock a couple of times. Uh, you know, Amok time, um, uh, the alternate, the, the Mirror Mirror episode. Uh, you could see Spock Get emotional. That was always a treat. You know, it's kind of like a next generation whenever they'd show data with a part missing. And that was always really cool. It was always great when uh, when Spock would get to show some emotion. That was that was fun. But Uhura and Michelle Nichols, just unflappable. She was so good at her job, so dedicated to the work. Um, that's all I really thought of her. You know, I've been watching Star Trek for so long. I was so young when I started watching it that I was too young to notice just how bad Spock's brain was or just how annoying the singing hippies were. I mean, I just I loved all the Star Treks. So I started watching those when I was like five or six years old. And the thing about episodic sci-fi is it's really hard to be consistent week after week. So, yeah, there were some real stinker episodes mixed in there, especially in the third season when Roddenberry had gotten bored and the budget had gotten cut and all that stuff. Uh, but for two seasons, mostly just just some top notch science fiction, sometimes very loosely describing some social commentary on life in 20th century America or in 20th century Earth. And that was great. Um, but Nichelle Nichols, I know you want to talk about the uh, the interracial kiss. It was the first one on TV between her and Kirk. Um, but just to give you an idea of how quickly 
human beings can change in a positive way. The thing I didn't mention is, yeah, I started watching the show when I was five or six years old, but I was watching it in reruns in the early 70s, in the mid 70s, before Star Wars came out and Mm -hmm. captured my attention. And by the time I was watching these shows, just a few years after they first aired, not even not not even 10 years after they first aired, that kiss was no big deal to me. I had no comprehension that it was a thing or it even could have been a thing. And I'm pretty sure this is a pretty dim memory, but I'm pretty sure I was at my dad's mother's house, my my paternal grandmother's house watching that episode. She was in the room with me. And so here is a lady of, you know, two generations older than I am who didn't bat an eye at this thing because between, I guess, 1967 or 68 when that episode aired and 1974, 75, when I watched it, this country made so much racial progress that it was no longer a thing. And God bless you. Michelle Nichols for being a part of that. Uh, Scott, I, I said at the beginning that I, I think you could make an extraordinarily strong case for her being the most important member of the cast. And that's not just my opinion. Uh, that's somebody else's opinion, too. Michelle uh, Nichols was actually not very happy with her first year on Star Trek. And I don't think she, I think she felt like she wasn't being used enough and too much just sitting there doing this with the ear thing and having one line and so on. And it, and it became clear that she wasn't really happy with it. And so she's decided she was going to leave the show. I think it was after the first season. But somebody talked her out of it. And the person that talked her out of it was Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King happened to encounter her at some kind of an event. She mentioned she was going, congratulated her on, on, her, on her work. She mentioned she was, thank you, but I think I'm going to leave the show. And Martin Luther King made a personal appeal to her and said, you cannot leave the show. He didn't even make an appeal. He basically issued an edict. He said, you cannot leave the show, Michelle. You can't. You, you cannot do it. You have no idea how important you are. You have no idea how important you are. For people to see a black American, intelligent, in command, in control, fully capable, wasn't just that she was a black American, it was that she was a woman as well. The, the original Star Trek pilot had a, had a, a female uh, first officer and was rejected out of hand. That was just a few years earlier. Michelle Nichols sold it. That's an expression we use in, in, in acting. She sold it, right? She She's an actress. She had a couple of lines which considered consisted mostly of hailing frequencies open, Captain. So it wasn't exactly in the script. She sold that character and made everybody not only believe that she was doing the job and capable of doing the job, but she was doing it in such a way that was so competent and so large-spirited that she simply wasn't a threat to anybody. I think that she was the most important character, arguably not only not only in Star Trek, I think in all of television. What do you think about that? That's funny because the un- spirit that just left us. Unlike the two of you, I was not a compulsive Star Trek junkie that saw every episode <laughs> and, you know, like Steve just dropping episode names off the trippingly from the tongue easily as he recalls Were you, them. You're too busy going to your nerd. junior communist meetings? I was, yes, that I was at the National Junior Honor Society uh, fair. But anyway, 
I was, um, I, I didn't get to see all those episodes. And I think it was because um, they they aired on a UHF channel near us and we didn't have a big enough antenna or whatever. We weren't able to, to pull that in. But in any case, was not, uh, you know, picked up a couple of episodes over the course of the years. But as soon as I saw the headline that she had passed away, like, I thought, holy cow, how did this person make an impression on me 50 years ago um, that I know who she is and and respected her just for her portrayal of this character? I don't know what else she's ever done in acting or in, in life, but the way she played that character, I, I told our backstage audience um, that I think that if they had had to replace James Kirk... Um, in from his command in that show, if he had left the show after the first season, the natural heir to that position because of her poise and competence would have been Uhura. You know, she would have been the one. Captain she's the Uhura. one character in the show that just never seemed to lose her mind. <laughs> like she always, at one point or another, it just seemed the other guys all had some, so they were shaky in some way or another. But she just seemed to be um, able to handle things. And when you have somebody who's manning the comms, as they say, or womaning the comms, uh, you need to have somebody who's like a, a, a 9-11 dispatcher, a 911 dispatcher, who's got that ability to be unflappable in the face of chaos. And she sold that. You're right. The actress sold that. The other thing I, I, I want to point out is this script was written at a time when uh, almost certainly the entire writing room was filled with white males um, who, mm -hmm. who were penning these lines. And they didn't write some cloying character who they had to constantly remind you that she was black and she was a woman and she was in that position and all that kind of stuff. She was just a competent member of the crew who did her job and did it well, and they portrayed her as such. Um, and it just, I, I think if you're a young writer today and trying to make a statement in a TV show or you're a showrunner in one of these shows, I think maybe spend a little less time with your social justice lectures and a little more time developing depth in your characters so that they're real people and they behave in ways that are admirable when it comes to the choices that they need to make. That's how you sell people accepting something that's new. And uh, we need more actors like Nichelle Nichols. We, we need more show writers like the people who wrote that character. The Bridge of the Enterprise uh, was America. That's what it was. It was, a, it was a genuinely multicultural environment. There was Lieutenant Uhura, who was not the best black communications officer in Starfleet. She was simply the best communications officer in Starfleet. And it was never mentioned except for once, and I'll get to that in a minute. There was Sulu, who was Japanese. By the time the show aired in 66, we'd only been 20 years finished with our war with Japan. In season two, they bring in a Russian, who we were definitely at war with in terms of the Cold War. Star Trek original series showed America as a multicultural place that worked and that was optimistic. Now, many of you know this story, but some of you don't, so let me just explain it quickly. Michelle Nichols was one half of the first interracial kiss ever on television in the United States. It was in an episode called Plato's Stepchildren. To some degree, it was still kind of cheating because it was so revolutionary. 
people with these giant psychic minds were forcing the Enterprise crew to dance around in jigs and so on. So they forced uh, the two of them to kiss. Now, the backstage story of this kiss, which I'll show in just a minute, is simply this. The original script called for Uhura to kiss Spock. And William Shatner, who is not an elegant guy or a graceful guy or anything like that, nevertheless is going to get into heaven because of because of what he did on this particular episode. First of all, he said, if there's going to be a, a, the first interracial kiss on television, it's going to be Captain Kirk and it's not going to be Mr. Spock. So I'll be doing that that bit. And it was so revolutionary at the time. As I said, they, they almost cheated by so they, they're almost forced to do it. But it was so revolutionary at the time, so so radical, so dangerous, that the network executives insisted that they shoot two versions of it. One of the ones, which is the kiss, which you'll see in a moment. And the other one was an insistence that they do a second take or takes where they simply touch cheeks. Right. Something that wouldn't be quite so quite so revolutionary, quite so provocative. And William Shatner, to his undying credit, did the kiss take. And then he did the takes that were required by the network to play it safe. But two takes I think he did where he didn't actually kiss her. Instead, he went up against her cheek. He did while making faces and crossing his eyes so that they could not possibly use those things if they chickened out in the editing room. And God bless him for that. Here's the first interracial kiss ever in the history of U.S. television. I'm thinking of all the times on the Enterprise when I was scared to death. And I would see you so busy at your command. And I would hear your voice from all parts of the ship. And my fears would fade. And now they're making me tremble. But I'm not afraid. I'll leave you with a final uh, clip from my favorite show of all time, and this one's going to break your heart. There's only one time that I'm aware of where Uhura's skin color actually came up in the course of an episode, only one time ever, where she wasn't simply just another officer on the Enterprise. So I'm going to go out with this clip from the episode called The Savage Curtain, where an alien wants to determine whether good or evil is better and brings back characters from the past. One of the characters that are brought back from the past is President Abraham Lincoln. And President Abraham Lincoln, on board the Enterprise, first meets Nichelle Nichols as Lieutenant Uhura. And I will leave you this clip. And the reason this clip will break your heart is you will see how far we have a society fallen since the mid-1960s when this particular scene was written. Listen to it and weep and pray that we can get to the future that we used to have in the past. Uh, Nichelle Nichols, God bless you for everything you ever did. I, I'm sure I disagreed with your politics, but I never knew what they were. And, and for that, I'm exceedingly grateful. And uh, here's uh, Captain James T. Kirk, uh, Abraham Lincoln, and uh, Lieutenant Freedom of the USS Enterprise. Excuse me, Captain Kirk. Yes, sir. Mr. Scott. The charming Negress. Oh, forgive me, my dear. I know that in my time, some use that term as a description of property. 
But why should I object to that term, sir? You see, in our century, we've learned not to fear words. May I present our communications officer, Lieutenant Uhura? The foolishness of my century had me apologizing where no offense was given.